Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, Jay-Z, John Coleman. Dio was popping. Another day, brother. Yes. Another day. Yes. Got the and glasses on. Got the glasses on. Yes. Need to uh, protect my eyes. Right. right. So if I'm not wearing the blue blockers and I have on the UV ray blockers. There you go. Yes. Good for you. Occasionally, I just rock nothing. <laughs> nothing most at of the all. Time, yeah. Nothing at all. Most most of the time. But for you and for the audience. Yes. Plus, these glasses go good with my outfit. They do, man. Yeah. Slums you down. Yeah, thanks for having me on today, John. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for being a guest. Yes, I appreciate you letting me slide into your world. Thank you. Periodically. Yes. Usually twice a week, a week yeah. every week for the past 18 months. Yeah. And then you record what you and I talk about. Then you throw it up on YouTube. Yeah. At the Lone Officer Podcast. There's a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done so already, people, you should be tuned in. You can watch us, not just listen to us. Yes. And if you like watching us, mm-hmm. right, you're one of our 4,000 plus and growing subscribers. Shout out to the 4,000 plus and growing subscribers. And you would prefer to listen to us. You can do so, right? Thousands of people, mm-hmm. every episode mm-hmm. will tune in every week. Mm-hmm. They find us on Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts, they mm-hmm. on Spotify, they find us on Google Play, and really anywhere else you can find podcasts because you post a Podbean. Yes. Podbean then distributes it to all the channels. Yep. And then you take the video recording, you cut it up, Yep. put it on YouTube. Yep. Sometimes the camera runs out. Sometimes yep. the camera doesn't run out. Yep. Rinse, repeat. There we are. I love YouTube because YouTube gives people an opportunity to comment. Yes, it does. Yeah, it can. It creates like a message board. This is episode 151, by the way. Dustin. This is oh, episode 151. Beautiful. Yeah. And you know some, somewhere else people can comment? Where? On our social media sites. There you go. Yeah. They can find us on LinkedIn. Yep. At the Lone Ultra Podcast. They can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, TikTok at the Lone Officer Podcast. There you go. I am Dustin Owen. You can find me on LinkedIn. Please connect with mm-hmm. me. It's a great way to get a hold of me. Great way to send, ask me a question, make a comment. Mm-hmm. He is John Coleman. If you want to reach him, he is just John. Google it, you'll find him. Yeah, yeah. That was a smooth. That was smooth. Hey, after 151 episodes, you, you, you think, think you might? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're finally getting there. So today, Dustin, what are we going to talk about today's so, subject matter? Yeah. So today. Um, I'm actually going to steal this from a coaching group. A coaching group a week ago that I was a part of. Okay. We were discussing being drivers, being drifters, and being people that have direction. Oh, okay. Yeah, directors. Directors, right. That's what they're directors. called. Directors. Right. Yeah. Right. If you're tuned in this far, there's a good chance that you are a driver or there's a better chance that you're currently drifting. Our ultimate goal is we want to become people that are directors. Like mm-hmm. we have a direction, but that is the third phase of the total process. So I want to discuss, well, what does it mean to be a driver? What does it, what does it mean to have drive? Mm-hmm. And then what causes us to drift? Is drifting a terrible thing? Mm. And then what exactly do you mean by a director? Right. Right. A director is someone with direction. Mm-hmm. Typically, I'll tell you, a director is someone who drives at a very high level Mm. And it's somebody who drives with purpose and a plan. And their vision is typically two turns ahead of people who are just driving. Mm. All right. Drifting is what a lot of us do, and we want to avoid it. Mm. But then first you have to start with drive. Mm. And along the line, I'm going to tell some stories, some, some real-life examples 
things that transpired just this past weekend mm. with um, two professionals that I referred out and the feedback that I received back from the potential client that I referred. Okay. One was to a discount service. One was to a top producer. Mm. And how maybe we can correlate their stories into whether or not they are drivers or drifters. Nice. Right? Or are they at a point where they're directors? More than likely, they're not. Mm. More than likely, they're not. All right, so you're ready to go. I'm ready. All right, so drive. Well, I know what drive is. Which drive do you, John? Fast and Furious. Okay, so you, Vin Diesel, who else have been on one of those Fast and Furious I don't know, 75? Like 15 of them. The Rock. No, what does drive really mean to you? I mean, having ambition, the hustle to go get it, the, yeah. uh, the fire in your belly to just get up when you don't feel like doing it and getting the job done. Yes. I'm going to force you to use a bleep here. Okay. Someone with drive is the same person that says, F you, watch this. Hold my beer. The same person that says, hold my beer. Yeah, it, like I talk about it all the time. When, when we here at Waterstone Mortgage are, are hiring loan officers, rookie loan officers who have never been in the business, mm -hmm. and our business model is one in which our people are highly compensated, they are highly skilled, and they have zero ceiling on their income. But they're responsible to go out and build their own book of business. They are responsible to go out and build their own following. Mm -hmm. I will tell them, look, if you're going to be successful as a outside loan originator here at Waterstone Mortgage, you also would have been very mm -hmm. successful as a club promoter. You'd have been successful as someone with a food truck because you wouldn't have had just one food truck. You would have found a way to have five food trucks right. and people running those food trucks for you. You would have been successful selling life insurance over at Northwestern Mutual. You'd have been successful selling clothes with Jeff Tichetto over at Tom James. Right. You'd have been successful at Morgan Stanley going through their three-year financial advisor program, right? You are Johnny or Jane Hustle, right? You are entrepreneurial to boot. Like, mm -hmm. you have drive. You're that person, when I talk to you about what it was like growing up and want you to tell a story about how you achieved something, you have one or two, like, signature stories right. about how maybe you weren't the best athlete, but that didn't stop you from making the varsity team your sophomore year, mm -hmm. right? Because you didn't care what it took, but you were going to outlift, out-train, out-think, out-prepare your competition. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Tom Brady's not the best quarterback mm. to ever play NFL football, at least from a technical talent standpoint. But the minute you start including his preparedness mm -hmm. and his drive for success, you can't really make that argument. Have you ever worked with somebody that maybe didn't start out with drive, but you were able to instill a successful level of drive within them? I do not believe that you can instill drive into somebody. I can't make you want it. But I have worked with people who, when I originally met them, didn't have drive. And then through life experiences, they found it. Mm -hmm. Or it reared its pretty, most popular head. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be an ugly head. It would be a pretty head. All right. No, it's it, drive is is something that you have to find from within. Some people call it their why. Some people call it their purpose. Mm -hmm. Some people don't find drive until they hit rock bottom. Like I'm a big fan of rock bottom's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. Like I love that saying. And full disclosure, I don't know if I've ever hit rock bottom. Like I can tell stories about how my wife and I deferred our student loans, how we cut off our cable, how we drove around Central Florida with four sale signs in our car. Because we're doing everything in our power to be able to keep the power on, mm -hmm. to keep food on the table. Uh, I can tell you a story. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, we have that one. 
Oh, that's what I was going for. Man, go. total mind. I, like, like I can tell you a story about two years after that, my wife saying to me, hey, honey, how many loans do you think you're going to close this month? And I'm like, I hope three. She goes, well, what if the third one doesn't close? We're out of money. And me having to say, well, I guess I'm going to call my dad. Hmm. Right? So that's as rock bottom as I've probably been to. And there's some other people, right? Like we've had T. Shane Johnson on the on the yeah. podcast. No, homeboy, he knows rock mm-hmm. bottom. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he's died three times on his way to the hospital after being jumped by a gang. Mm-hmm. He's been homeless. He lived out of his car. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he's lost his business. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced that type of rock bottom. But that doesn't mean I don't have my own rock bottom. I have a rock bottom that I can go back to. Whenever I'm feeling dejected or blue or down, and I can use that to propel myself. Right. Right. So, so rock bottom is always a good place, and, and you don't necessarily have to be born with drive. You can instill it, but usually it's a life event that helps you get there. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a near death experience, whether it's the birth of a child, um, we all have it. But no, I can't make you want it. Mm. I failed for a decade as a leader because I tried to instill drive. Mm. Failed. I would go as far as call people lazy who didn't have my style of drive until I was corrected. I'm like, those people aren't lazy, right? Those people are them. They may be a hard worker. They just work hard at certain things and their definition of hard work is different than yours. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that, you know, that they're not hard workers. They don't have the drive that you have, right? They may be content. Mm -hmm. They may be really good at drifting. Right. There you go. And there's nothing wrong with drifting, right? Mm -hmm. So, but we all start with drive. If you want to be successful with anything, you have to start with this F you, watch this, hold my beer mentality. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need a good support group around you. You need people to help show you the way. You need others to look up to so you don't just necessarily do as they tell you to do, but you can follow in their footsteps. Right. right? You need a roadmap, that, and you need to actually open the roadmap and read the roadmap <laughs> and then follow the roadmap. Mm-hmm. But you understand that come hell or high water, you're going to get there. Right. Right. So it doesn't matter if you have to go stand out in front of a Home Depot with 100 of your business cards and you hand every single person walking in or every single person walking out your card where you say, hi, my name is John Coleman. I do this for a living. Here's how I can help you or someone, you know, please call me. My number is on here. Mm. Look, if I was down and dirty, desperate and I'm in the real estate or the mortgage finance or the life insurance or the financial advisory Mm. type industry. Heck, I could own a business that does tutoring, that does SAT prep. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance that someone that day who was walking into that Home Depot could use my service. Right. Right. I would do that until Home Depot, the the assistant store manager came out and told me to leave, (laughs) called the cops. I got trespassed. That's fine. I'll go to the Lowe's. Yeah. And then when Lowe's does, I go to Ace Hardware. There you go. And when Ace Hardware does it, I'll go to Sports Authority if they were still open. But I don't think they are. So I have to go to Dick's. (laughs) Right. I would do that. Mm -hmm. If that's someone would drive, mm-hmm. come hell or high water, you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. You understand that it could be two years or three years of you embracing the suck, you putting your nose down, you eat dirt as my two college mentees, that's their terminology, like, oh, Dio, we're ready to eat some dirt. Mm-hmm. We want to find a company that's going to invest in us, let us earn equity, and we will eat dirt for two years. Sign me up. Yeah, I, I hired them. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I loved that. Yeah. Very few 22, 24, 26 year olds are coming into it with that mentality. Right. That's drive. Yep. And then you also notice with drive, it's like good enough never is. Mm. Good enough never is. They can't learn enough. They can't be exposed to enough thoughts. 
they can't be around enough successful people. People with drive are constantly putting themselves in situations where they can connect with other driven people, right? And and where they can network with other driven people. Yep. Like that's, we have an associate here. Shout out to Cam. Shout out Cam. I knew Cam was going to be uber successful in the mortgage industry as long as she liked it because she would come back to work on a Thursday and talk about all of the things that she watched and listened to on Wednesday on her own when she got home after she put her daughter to bed. Yeah. Right? Like she came in, she was bitten by the bug. She didn't like the fact that she was the least experienced person in the in the office, that she knew the minimal amount about the industry, that she started seeking it on her own. Those are people with drive. And normally here's what, what happens. You use that drive to achieve a certain level of success. You climb the mountain. You got to the top. You take a deep breath. You may take a step back. Mm -hmm. You may even take a vacation because you probably didn't take one for two or three years. Busted my ass. And you start drifting. Mm, I like it here. Yeah, floating around. You know, good enough now is good enough. I built a team. It's kind of working itself. It's automated. I don't have to really do too much. Just make sure people show up and do their job. Yeah. You know, and, and many of us go through phases in our career. Like, look, we're human. We can't always be on. Mm-hmm. We we do have bad days, bad weeks, bad months. Life does distract us. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a parent getting sick, whether it's a child getting sick, right? There's the life events such as marriage and divorce and the birth of a children. Like, mm-hmm. like there's life events that could distract us. And it's very easy to 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 drift. Mm-hmm. And you can sit in drift mode for decades. Yeah. But I call that business purgatory. Oh. Like, look, if you're not growing, you're dying. Hmm. That's plain and simple. Read any basic business book. If you're not growing, you're dying. There's only two directions you can go up or down. Hmm. So when you're drifting, what you're allowing is your competition to catch up with you Hmm. when you're drifting, right? So the minute your competition catches up with you, you're no longer at that that level. Mm -hmm. No, you've been brought down a level or two or three. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to drift. What you have to do is you have to acknowledge, hey, I'm drifting. Mm-hmm. It's time for me to get back on. And it's time for me to to drive. Now, the ultimate achievement is that of, of a of a director or someone with direction. Right? So you're either a driver, you're a you're a drifter, drifter or you're a director. Director, think CEO. Right? A director has always had this vision that they were looking to obtain this vision that they're looking to achieve. A director, and I mentioned this when we first kicked off the episode, a director is somebody that a driver can see the car in front of them, Mm -hmm. maybe two cars in front of them. Mm -hmm. A director not only sees those two cars, but they see the fifth car and they're preparing for the third turn. If you're thinking of like a a race, especially like a road race. NASCAR races, you're just making a bunch of left turns unless it's like a road course that they did this past weekend. Right. Sonoma, I think the Poconos is also a Watkins road race. Glen. Wa- Watkins Glen. There you go. Myself, Do you know where Watkins Glen is? Indianapolis, Indiana. No, New no. York. Oh, okay. I did not know. Watkins Glen, New York. It's right by El- Elmira, New York, and right by Horseheads, New York. Shout out Horseheads. Yeah, New it's York. right on the uh, New York, Pennsylvania border. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to the Eisenhower and the Miller families that accepted me up there as a 12 year old. When I went with my buddies from the neighborhood to go visit their grandparents. There you go. And I got to go to Cooperstown. There you go. Look at that. That's how I know about the, yeah, Lake Seneca or Seneca Lake, the Finger Lakes. Mm-hmm. Yep. They used to do lots of like submarine tests in those lakes. They're like super duper deep. Word. Yeah. 
crazy, crazy rabbit holes that you always take me down. Oh, yeah, it's not my fault. Yeah. But no, but I'm talking about being a director, right. right? Like a director knows, and they have systems, and right. they have place. They know where they're going. Right. And they also have an idea of how they're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And a director very rarely, if ever, drifts, and they constantly have a certain level of drive. Right. Now, their drive may be autopilot, right? Their drive may be cruise control, right? Right. Their drive isn't the same fast, furious, mm-hmm. balls to the wall, pedal to the metal drive that you have early on in your career when you're looking to launch it, right? right? They've gone through that. They may be even gone through certain sessions in life where they drifted, but now they've corrected the drift and they know exactly where they're going. Right. This is the person that when you talk to them at 36, they know where they're going to be at 40 mm-hmm. and and have an idea of how they're going to get there. Obviously, they understand that there's no certainties in life. Yeah. You have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to maneuver. But they have an idea. Mm-hmm. That same person at 40 knows where they want to be at 50. Mm-hmm. They also know where they want to be at 59 and a half. That person, that director, has already started planning for a succession plan for when they leave their position within within their company, how they're, how they're going to transition out of it or what their exit strategy is. Mm-hmm. A director also knows the people that they need to bring. Maybe not the individual, but the type of person. I'm going to need this type of person to fulfill this role in order for me to take the next step up. A director is constantly leveling up. Mm. Right? They're constantly leveling up. They're constantly reading books like the book that we're highlighting right now. Richest Man in Babylon. Yep. A a director is is looking for self-improvement. Good enough never is. And a director is typically a lot more calm than a driver. Look, driver again, man, they have that gusto. They have that 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 fire in their gut where it's like, get out of my way or I'm going to run you over. <laughs> yeah. A director has the ability to weave in and out of traffic, to think three or four turns ahead, and they have a plan, right? And to use that same exact race car analogy, they're pretty certain that they're going to be pitting after lap 28, right. assuming there isn't a crash. Mm-hmm. Or there isn't uh, some kind of a, a mechanical function, uh, a failure. Mm-hmm. If there's a mechanical failure, you have to pit right away. If there's a crash, you may pivot and make a quick decision based on the situation. Well, you know what? We can actually pit, pit right now, although it's lap 24. Because I like the odds of there being another crash before we get to lap 60. And lap 60 is where I thought I was going to have to have my second pit mm-hmm, stop. Mm-hmm. Based on how this race is going, based on the weather conditions, based on how these other race car drivers are racing today, mm-hmm. they can make some kind of a mid-flight or mid-race adjustment, right. right? But like that is what a director is doing. We all want to be directors. At some point, you want to be a director. If you're, if you're reading John Maxwell's Five Levels of, of Leadership, mm-hmm. Maxwell says like in leadership, you want to get reach level five of, of being a leader. If you ever reach level five of Maxwell's Five Levels of Leadership, then you're also a director. Right. Right, because a director has already recreated and hired other drivers. Right, they remember what it, what it was like to be a driver. Mm-hmm. They they knew what it was like to be a driver. So instead of them consistently and constantly driving at that crazy pace, no. As a director, I'm gonna go find three of them. Right. I'll coach them and mentor them. I'll tell them stories about how I came up in the business. Right. A director also can go to the drifters and pull them back out of their drift mode. Right. Right. Like, like, you know, they, they can, they can find a way to motivate them 
Because a drifter once was a driver. Yeah. Right? More than likely, they once were a driver. Well, what you said, even when you drift, you find yourself, to put it like an analogy in the ocean, if you're in a boat, you'll realize that you'll drift, and 10 minutes later, you'll be like, how the hell did I get way out here? Because you don't you don't realize that time passes a little bit slower and faster at the same time. So it's good to be able to identify when you're drifting and have someone pull you out of that rut. Well, and drifters need to, need to surround themselves with a really good director and some drivers. Drivers need to be around drivers, but if you're in that drive mode, honestly, you're so hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. You being around one or two other drivers, sometimes it can it, it, it adds a little competitive component that allows you to, to, to drive a little bit more focused or drive a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. But most drivers are going to drive regardless. Like in the loan origination world, I have heard countless times throughout my career, loan officers, typically average to below average producers, saying, well, if I just had a better processor, well, if I just had this loan product, if I just had slightly slightly cheaper interest rates, if I just had an assistant, mm. and I call bullshit. Like I say, if you just had drive, you would achieve all of those things. Because someone with drive never would allow, in my world of loan origination, a average processor not having an assistant, having interest rates that were an eighth or two higher than, than the, uh, the, the average, they would never let that stop them from being successful. That's what someone with drive has. Someone who drifts in my world, in my opinion, my experiences, is someone who once had drive. That's how they got into the position that they're in. Right. But now they just kind of go with the flow. They probably don't have a schedule. They probably show up when they need to. They probably return phone calls when they want to. Huh. You know, they, they probably look at their, their money. They look at their 401k. They're like, ah, I make good money. I get to go to dinner whenever I want. I got to go down to the Keys this year. I'm good. I'm good. But the director in me wants to say to them, but you could be so much better. You could be, you could have so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember this guy, Josh Sigmund. So Josh is like a who's who in the mortgage industry. Like look him up. Uh, I think he even has his own podcast. He's a big, big time coach with the core. We talk about Mm. them all the time. They're hardcore. Um, And I remember him saying to me like seven years ago, I was just telling you the story Mm -hmm. because we were at that same exact um, (laughs) uh, hotel last week. And I walked by the bar. I don't know Josh that well. And he sure as hell doesn't know me. I promise. (laughs) Right. So someone knows Josh Sigmund and you tune in, like forward him this and be like, hey, Dio was talking about you today. Check out this podcast. It's actually pretty good. But he said something to me along the lines of, would your kids be proud of you? Mm. I'm like, huh? He's like, well, would your kids be proud of you? Do you practice what you preach? Right? Maybe I was at a point in my career where I was drifting. Maybe Josh saw that I was drifting. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I was like in the good enough mode. I'm like, man, I made good money last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I saved a decent amount of money. He's like, yeah, but could you save more? Right? Did you save enough money that you could go and and, and one day fund and found the charity of your choice? Did you make enough money that you could donate it to your alma mater to where they'd want to name a, a building mm-hmm. after you or for me, maybe after one of my grandmothers, mm-hmm. right? Like, are you practicing the same exact principles that you hold your children accountable to, mm-hmm. right? So would your children be proud of you if you turned the, the tables? Mm-hmm. So drifters, that's where we find ourselves. We find ourselves in, in, in places where we're happy with life, we're happy with the money that we make, but what if we could continuously get better? Mm. So one of the, um, I teased this when we first launched the the episode, like I had two instances happen this weekend where I had referred out 
various professional services. Mm -hmm. And neither one of the professional services has followed up. Oh. Right? So I get phone calls. Hey, someone hasn't followed up with me. What's up? They're I'm like, ghosting me. I'm like, well, hey, I don't know. I'm just like, I was like, you called me. You needed my help. And I'm like, hey, I don't do that. But let me introduce you to right. someone who does. Yeah. You called that person. I said, so I'm not privy yeah. to y'all's conversations. Yeah. I thought that was it. Anything I'm going to do, I'm going to speculate. But I said, let me, let me kind of give you an idea. So for one person who I referred them to was a discount. And when I referred them, I said, hey, by the way, they're discount. And everything in life that my experience, if I'm buying discount, it comes with discounted service. Right. So my answer was more than likely this person isn't compensated appropriately to follow up with you. Mm -hmm. If you choose to do business with them, great. If you choose not to, they really don't care. Because mm -hmm. their compensation model is not one in which. Doesn't change. Yeah. Or they don't make enough money in your transaction where they can hire a team to follow up with you. Right? Because maybe this person has done a good enough job of lead generating that they get leads every single day. All day. So they only have time to field those leads, go present. Mm -hmm. And if they earn the business, they earn the business. If not, they move on. Mm. The other person was a similar situation. So by the way, I would call that person the drifter. Or it could be they refer to someone that lacks drive. Mm. They're, they're a business professional or a salesperson without drive. That's why they work in that environment, right? Mm -hmm. They work in an environment where they, they achieve a base salary and they get paid whether they do a good job or a great job. I'm sure of this company, and I know the company, their professionals do get bonused on great reviews, like customer satisfaction <clears throat> reviews, but you can only give me a customer satisfaction review if you actually become a customer. Correct. All right, so uh, move on from that one. The other one I referred uh, this person to is a top producer. Mm. I've known this person for th 13 years now. Solid. Yeah, homeboy is the best of the best. That's why I referred him. Okay. I'm like, this dude is legit great at what he does. Awesome personality, super smart, super professional. But he ain't called me back. No, he's a drifter. Now he's a drifter who makes 300 grand a year in his profession. But every single day, because he is so good at what he does and he has such a great following, he's able to wake up at nine, get to the office at 9.30, work until 3.30. Now his profession makes him, he has to be available nights and weekends, but that's kind of his schedule. And he knows every single day without fail, he's gonna receive three to four leads mm. because of who he is. Okay. Makes 300 grand a year. That's awesome. Yeah. He and wife live a great lifestyle. Kids' college education is paid for. He's probably going to be re retire. Um, has his five or six rental homes. Like, like he doesn't have a money worry in the world. Mm -hmm. Is he ever going to be like uber wealthy? And to me, uber wealthy is like you have 10, 20 million dollars and you're retired, mm -hmm. right? You figure if you have 10 million dollars in assets, like whether it's through 401k, IRA, mutual funds, stock accounts, uh, cash. Uh, equivalency of a, of a whole life insurance policy at $10 million, you should be able to live off of 400 grand a year income. Mm -hmm. Like that's without touching your principal. So you start saying you have 15 million, that's 600 grand. You have $20 million. That's $800,000. You can just live off of. Yeah. Like just, yeah, just what live off of. So this individual probably won't be able to do that with 300 grand. Unless he lived a real meek, meager. We got to think if you're making 300 grand, 100 grand is going towards taxes. Mm -hmm. That leaves you with 200. You still have some health benefits, you know, health mm -hmm. insurance benefits. So let's say it's 10 grand a year, you're down to 190. Now, 190 grand it's a lot of money. is a lot of money, but I promise you people blow it, right? You could easily spend 100, oh, yeah. 180. So let's just say you spend 120. Okay, you're, sa you're saving 70 grand a year. But if you're already 45 years old by the time you're making this money, and you're just now saving seventy thousand dollars 
a year, you're, you're probably not going to get to 10, 20 million. You'll get to a couple million, high five, <laughs> right? You're a millionaire. Mm -hmm. You're a one percenter. But my point with him being a drifter, which is so odd to say, because I'm sure if, if this person knew I was talking about him, he'd come punch me in the face. <laughs> right. But he's a drifter because I know guys and girls that make three times the amount of money he does, all because they have been able to become directors. Okay, they took the drive, they achieved the success, but they never let that be enough. They said, well, good enough never is. I wanna to continue doing what I'm doing. And as a director, I, I wanna be more of the thought leader. I wanna be the, the thought provocateur. I just wanna build a team now around me and I wanna manage that team. Because what transpired and what I realized from this case study and why we're doing today's show about today's show <laughs> is that this individual could be earning three times the amount of money he could achieve the $10 million mark or the $20 million mark. He could up his vacations. He could start flying first class. Mm -hmm. If all he were to do is start thinking like a director and less like a, like a drifter, and let's create a system and a process. Maybe you have to go and spend a little bit of money to hire an assistant. And that the assistant's sole job is to do lead follow-up. Because mm. if this guy is doing this to my referral, what's he doing to the lesser right. referred? Right. He's not not following up because he doesn't want the business. He's not following up because he doesn't have time to follow up. Mm -hmm. But if he created time to follow up, if he could go clone himself, which by the way, you can do when you're an entrepreneurial minded driver who is converting into a director, that's part of the conversion is no, I want to create a team and a system and a process so that all of these leads that come in, we capture the highest percentage of it. Right? right? So if, if he just doubled his conversion ratio, he went from making 300 grand a year to 600 grand a year. He is a drifter, right? The other person I'd say, maybe they, they either a drifter or they might be, they lack drive, mm. right? That's why they are where they are. It's also word of the wise about discount services in general. Mm. When you do discount, you get, you, you get discount, but drivers are leaders. Drivers are visionaries. Drivers are thought provokers. Very, I'm sorry, if I'm saying driver, directors, directors, directors. you know what I was going with that, John. Right. And I'll, I'll kind of summarize it with this, like a director usually is no longer the lead technician. Hmm. The driver, you're everything. You are it. The assistant, the IT manager, <laughs> the marketing manager, the lead salesperson, the lead technician. Like you're just you're that gung ho. Yeah. Yep. Usually when you made it to to director, you are just that. Like hmm. think of what a director is, whether it's in movie, television, film, director of a program, director yeah. of baseball operations. Yeah. Right, the director of baseball operations is not the head coach. It's not the starting pitcher, it's not the shortstop. Mm. The director of football personnel, again, mm. is not the quarterback. They're not sitting in doing X's and O's necessarily. Mm -hmm. They may manage people to do X's and O's, right? They're thinking about so-and-so's contract mm -hmm. expires in two years, I'm gonna need a running back. Do I start trying to get a running back this year in free agency or do I start working the no. running back uh, uh, collegiate system to see who I'm gonna draft? Right. And then if I do draft them, do I draft them a year before I need them? Or do I draft them the year I need them once I decided I was gonna move on from my veteran running back? Like that's what directors mm. do. Mm. We in business want to be directors, but in order to be directors, we have to be students. We have to be forward thinking, right? We have to always stay one step ahead of the curve. All things that you can only do if you are no longer drifting and you've been able to take your driver blinders off and now you're looking at the total picture. Right. Eyes wide open. Right. That was awesome. You like that? Yeah. One more thing I want to slide in. I don't even know how I'm going to slide this in. I will find that drivers 
who then convert into directors. They understand how to make well thought out decisions efficiently, quickly. Mm-hmm. And this is just a, it's, it's something I would wish we could build a whole entire episode around, but I don't think we're going to be able to. So I just want to leave this episode this way. Okay. For anyone who's tuned in this far, we thank you. Thank you. If you like what we're doing, please share us. Please like us. Give us a five-star review. Yeah. Okay. You're in business. You're in life. I want you to do an exercise where you write down your hourly rate, either what you what it is currently or what you think it should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then anytime you need to make a decision, you calculate how many hours are you going to ponder that decision, times it by your hourly rate, mm-hmm. and ask yourself, is that worth $1,000? Let's say your hourly rate is 50 bucks an hour. And let's say that you sit around and you think of what decision I should do. What what option do I choose? Uh, if, if you spend three, four weeks, 20 hours, and and that just cost you $1,000, like uh, w- would you pay $1,000? I find that people who have an immense amount of drive also have the ability to make a educated decision quickly and move on because they understand that statistically, whether that, that decision was the A decision or the B decision, it doesn't really matter. And whatever the outcome is, they will make an adjustment. They'll deal with it and they will move on. Mm-hmm. You cannot have this paralysis by analysis trying to make decisions and expect to be successful in a driven person. You just can't. And same thing goes that once you are a director, you became a director because you got really good at understanding what needed your thought or what you could delegate to others. And through life experiences and most decisions, what you realize, it's six one way, half a dozen the other, right? Whichever way you look, and it's all gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, decisions that take time are life and death decisions. Is this decision going to hurt me or other people? Is this decision going to end up killing mm-hmm. this particular person or this group of people? If it is, take your time. Take your time. Yes. But most decisions need to be thought out, executed, and moved on. Do your research, make your decision, and move on. Because more times than not, whichever way you went, it was all going to be okay. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today. We will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.